Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are going to talk about a company that procures buyers for new residential developments. Right, we're going to talk about two groups essentially, our applicants and our respondents. The company is also a respondent in these proceedings, but we're just going to pretend it's not for the sake of our discussion today. The applicants hold 45% of the shares in the company. The respondents hold 55%. And there's uh, over a number of years, there's a bit of back and forth about who is or is not a director. In late 2017, we have one of the respondents saying, oh, I quote, quote, will quit. And that's said orally, and it's not backed up with anything in writing, and ASIC is not advised of the resignation of that director. Then we march on into 2018. The other respondent makes a similar representation about quitting, uh, but does so orally without any formalities to follow from it. But there in early 2018, we have the company rolling along, but the respondents who are 55% shareholders and directors, unless they quit, which we'll come to, uh, are now not taking a hands-on role in running the company. And it's just the applicants through 2018 who are in there trying to bring in new buyers and generate some work for the company. If we flash forward to July 2018, there are some discussions between the parties about, look, should we deregister this, this company and get out of here? Those negotiations don't really lead anywhere. The company keeps on ticking over until late 2018, but that's about the final time that the company does any trading. From that point, uh, the company's bank account remains open to accept any further commissions that might be paid into it. But aside from that, the company does nothing else much. Let's flash forward to 2020. And in May 2020, uh, we have one of our respondents uh, making this representation about quote, quote, quitting. Uh, but again, uh, the quit involves uh, her selling her shares, so is no longer a shareholder, but does not involve a formal resignation as director. A little later in 2020, there's a commission paid into the company's bank account. And uh, a couple of things happen. Firstly, firstly, in respect of that commission, there's a small additional commission or finder's fee that's paid off to another party and the applicants cause that fee to be paid off because remember, they're still in there running the business. Uh, but things take a turn for the peculiar as 2020 progresses. In short, the respondents um, have a number of meetings. Now, in these meetings, the respondents purport to be directors. And what's interesting is that the applicants contest whether or not they are directors, whether or not their earlier resignation was effective or not, but the meetings march on in any case. And one of the meetings involves the respondent directors, quote, quote, resolving to commence legal proceedings and to cause the company to do so. And that's what the company does. And the company commences proceedings caused by the respondents uh, on the basis of what are alleged to be this improper payment off to this third party. Now, the applicants spin the application around for our purposes today. And they make another application. But before I tell you about that, I have to tell you about one other quote, quote, director's meeting 
that happens in late October 2020, I think it's about the 27th of October 2020, there is this purported director's meeting, and it's purported, remember, because the applicants say that the respondents have already quit as directors. Now, uh, in this purported directed meeting, the respondents are saying, uh, hey, look, we should really resolve to pay this money out of this company and into the new company that I, one of the respondents, have opened. Um, and that's what I think we should do. And there's evidence about, uh, in these various meetings, evidence about the respondents talking over the relevant applicant uh, who was also a director. And so in essence, it looks like on 27 October, this resolution appears to have been pushed through. But funnily enough, at the time of that meeting, the transfer has already been made. So before that meeting having happened, the respondent directors have caused the company to transfer this money off into one of the respondent's other entities. So what the applicants do is they make an application seeking access to the company's bank account. And there's these real contests about who should be a signatory to the bank account and for the appointment of a provisional liquidator, right? a liquidator in an interim period, exactly what it sounds like, someone to come in, take control of the company, figure out what's going on. Another issue is that the company is ordered to pay into court the amount that was improperly paid out to the new company, right? So there's this order made. And so what the applicants do is then march on after the appointment of the provisional liquidator, things aren't progressing particularly smoothly, and the applicants go on to try to wind up the company on the just and equitable basis, and on some other bases, including corporate oppression, but they press the just and equitable basis pursuant to section 461 sub K of the Corporations Act. And the short point is they succeed. And the court resolves to wind up the company on a number of bases. One of them is that the shareholders are just not getting along. You know, they don't use the word deadlock, but it's something similar to an entity that is just not uh, operating appropriately. They also look at the specific example of the majority shareholder causing the transfer of this money out of the company over the objection of the minority shareholder, and that's frustrating the way the company's gonna go about doing business. And they also see that uh, the company has failed to comply with a court order uh, to pay money into court. And all of these issues taken together lead the court to find that it would indeed be just and equitable to wind it up, and so that is the order that the court makes. And I hope that quick review uh, of a certain set of circumstances where a court will uh, make an order pursuant to section 461 sub K was of assistance to you. And I look forward to speaking again soon over another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers.